remember in 2017 when I tried to cut out dairy and I started eating vegan cheese? She made me go. Y'all, she made me go to this pizza, make your own pizza. What is it called? Pyology. Oh my gosh. She got this vegan cheese on her pizza. And she's like, it's good. It tastes like cheese. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you are lying to yourself. I was lying to myself. It tastes like it was cheese. Like Daya or Daya, however you say it. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like plastic. It wants. You were like, try this. And it's I was like, like, okay. It's like someone took like a piece of plastic. They ate a piece of cheddar and then just breathed on the piece of plastic. That's what it tasted like. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide, our first episode and the new decade, I the know. new year, 2020, starting so off exciting. fresh. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's Eve. We certainly did. Yes, Hannah we did. Hannah certainly did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I didn't lose you this year. No, you didn't. Thankfully. Yes. I actually lost Hannah <laughs> last year at New Year's Eve. I think, like, I thought you were with your boyfriend. Yeah. And your boyfriend thought you were with me. Yeah. And you just, like, walked off. <laughs> I saw Kramer from a distance. <laughs> just, just like, I was like, hey. I found my way back to my people, though. Yes, you did. Uh, I was like, not even like phased by it because I was just like not in the right mental space at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, where's Hannah? <laughs> and so, like, that was our whole mission this year at New Year's Eve was like, don't, whatever we do, don't lose Someone Hannah. Someone always have eyes on Hannah. <laughs> so funny you were gone last year though at yeah. new year's eve but you yeah, yeah we were all i drank good. a lot of water this year we also ate we did eat i feel like last year i did not eat beforehand i don't think you did yeah because i was coming straight from work yeah yeah and so but <laughs> my whole mentality was like oh well i'll just get drunk quicker then <laughs> save more money <laughs> bless oh my gosh we had like japanese last year so we were like stuffed yeah. So I don't know what happened. You felt awful last year, too. And I felt terrible the next day. Yeah. But luckily this year. Yeah, this year we were, I was. We were chill. We had some friends come into town, so it was pretty fun. And didn't see any of my exes. I did spill champagne oh <laughs> twice. <my gosh. laughs> yes. And you broke a glass. Yeah. I mean, that. But it was, it was plastic for one. It was a plastic one. glass. So Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> Um, it wasn't actual glass, but, uh, no, I totally spilled, like, champagne all over one of our friends. Like, not, I wasn't even drunk. Like, I just, like, was dancing, I think, and I just hit my friend's champagne glass and spilled champagne all over our other friend, and so, yeah, it was a little bit of a hot mess, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a good, little good I got time. a drink that had rock candy in it. Yeah. That was such a cute drink, though. It was so good. Yeah, the past, um, it's only been four days into the new year, and I feel like it's been, for our personal lives, at least, like, it's been pretty good but i'm excited because when this episode comes out the bachelor will be coming out and for those of you that don't know hannah is like look has a face of like disgust right now let's just say i hate the bachelor i do too slash bachelorette okay here's the thing here's the thing i used to hate it as well and I used to be like, why the hell, like, when anybody watches? I remember when you and your friends came down for, like, fall break or something, or spring <laughs> We break. all had a watching ceremony with our You were staying at roses. my house, and y'all, like, took over, your friends, like, took over my TV. I was like, this is my, like, apartment, <laughs> but I guess we're I gonna know. watch The Fucking Bachelor. I know. I was like... <laughs> I was like, okay. And, like, I had never watched it, and but my grandma, my nana, watched it. She's watched it from the very beginning, and... She always would want to talk about it. And I'm like, Nana, I don't know what the hell, this, what's going on. And I was like, you know what? For shits and giggles, I just watched one episode. And it was the season of, it was Ben Higgins. It was his season. So not too, like, fairly recently, like, but, like, not, like, too recent. So, like, I want to say, like, like four maybe Bachelors back, four seasons back of The Bachelor. Uh, and I immediately got hooked. I watched it halfway through the season and I was, like, addicted because it's so petty like it's so stupid how people act on this show i personally like the bachelorette more Mm -hmm. than the bachelor because i it's the girls like the girls i expect them to act like that like 
just being catty yeah and stuff like that yeah um and just being over the top and ridiculous but the men the men act worse than the girls yeah like, they get so petty into drama especially like last season with luke p and anytime like that like i with- did i did watch a couple of hannah browns yeah and then, like, a couple seasons ago with JoJo, when she was a bachelorette, you had Chad. Like, just some of these stupid-ass men. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. I did not like Becca's season. I just I thought that was completely boring. Um, and Rachel's season was okay. I mean, Nick, I, was that... Yeah, that was after Nick Vile was a bachelor, and I hated Nick Vile. I also hated Ari as a bachelor. That's the thing. Sometimes with the bachelor, like I just don't like the guy they picked, and the, I, usually they're just very bland and. Boring. What do you feel about this season, Peter? Yeah, I don't. I, I hate Peter because I do think Peter's attractive, and I was happy that he was in Hannah's top four. Yeah, but I mean, I think that there's other guys I would like to see. Obviously, Tyler. I would love to have seen Tyler see. I'm honestly anything. surprised I didn't pick him. Well, because he started dating Gigi Hadid, and the, oh. the the Bachelor, like the producers of it, said like they didn't want any like conflicts with that and everything like that. If he wanted to do that, it was fine. But they have a specific brand they stick to. They don't really like like the contestants being involved with celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah, so, like, that's fair. That kind of like, ruled it out for him. But there's been other guys I think that would have been much more entertaining in the past, like Jared from Becca's season i would have loved to have seen him he made becca a fucking scrapbook like it was so Aww. cute it was adorable um and i just I personally i just would have loved to have seen uh tyler c because i think he's just so fine and i remember he came to wake forest which is where we live and i mean the girls here go crazy when he is in town. It's ridiculous. I yeah. remember he went to my friend's restaurant and he was working that day and he was like, I have never seen that many like horny girls <laughs> like just crowding their oh restaurant. Like it was ridiculous. They were acting like so just stupid. He's like, they, he doesn't care. Like he does not care about you. Like, please leave the guy alone. Let me do my job. Yeah. None of you are eating. None of you are going to give me tips. Like, please go home. Uh, so I mean, I did like it was freaking Harry Styles like in the restaurant. It was ridiculous. I remember. That's so funny. But yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see it. I think that I, I think he's just really basic, but I think it might be interesting because obviously he does have like like a freakier side to him. I guess. I mean, with the whole windmill story. Do you know about that? Yes, I think. Yeah, like he, like him and Hannah Brown, like slept like and like had sex like in a windmill. Yes, on I the remember. show, and that was like, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, I don't know <laughs> I'm interested to see how they'll play that up. I hated Colton. Oh, my God. Like, all they talked about was his virginity. And I was like, we get it. Homeboys never got it. <laughs> like, move on. <laughs> he has so many other fascinations to his personality, I bet. Yeah. Other than that. Other than that. But, but yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see this season. And we'll see if I even make it all the way through. Because usually what else happens is I'll start watching the beginning. Yeah. I'll fall off in the middle and then pick back up at the beginning. But I'm determined to watch... This entire season, all the way through. I always watch The Bachelorette all the way through. But yeah. I'm interested to see if I can maintain my interest in The Bachelorette. And for the sake of the podcast, I'll watch it this year. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I really it's on Monday nights, and I have bar class at like 6.40, so I'm never going to be able to watch just, it on time. No, that's so fine. So I won't be able to look at your Twitter. No, that's fine. Yeah, just don't look at my Twitter. <laughs> you live tweet it. Oh, I do, because that's when I get the most retweets and the most like likes. Like That's when I get I my... like. That's, that's like, your Twitter fame right there. <laughs> I'm like sitting there uh, just like live tweeting it and come with the most sarcastic comments because let's be real. I Part of me is always want to go on the show because I just think it'd be hysterical, but then I also want my career to be taken seriously, so that's why yeah. I won't. Uh, but I think I would offer like the most hysterical content, especially with the side interviews. Like you would see like, these two girls going at it with each other and I'd just be sitting in the corner drinking my juice Eating being like- popcorn. Oh, what is going on? Like, what is this? I would be like the most sarcastic like person. And then I would just manipulate the guy to fall in love with me. And then once it got down to the final me and this other girl and he proposed to me, I'd be like, sorry, sis, like, I can't do it. Like, you deserve better than that. And then I would just make America probably fall in love with me. And then I would be the bachelorette. <laughs> I have it all worked out, but I, mean, I also I would watch. I would never do it because I want my life to be taken seriously. I don't want to resort to a life of promoting, you know, like fat fit fun boxes on Instagram and granola bars. Like I want have... granola bars. <laughs> I don't want to be an, like an influencer for the rest of my life. Like yeah. that's not my goal. It's not life. your end goal. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so, so funny. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting, and I want to do a whole thing in the um, Facebook community. So, guys, if you are interested in The Bachelor, join the Facebook community. I want to start a whole conversation. If you have a bracket, I've never done the brackets though. I'm not that deep into it, but I would love to hear your thoughts, especially when it comes to the girls. I'm we. I might not like. I will live tweet it. So definitely follow me on Instagram, Emily Lee. Or, I mean, I think it'd be really interesting if, like, if you guys are into it and you guys want to hear what our thoughts are on the whole Bachelor um, season this year, we can definitely do, like, do live chats sometime. Yeah. You know, talk about it on the Instagram, I mean, the Facebook group. So definitely join that, facebook.com slash the gals guide and join our little community, the Gal Scouts. We would love to hear from you guys and get your whole conversation going on this because I just, I, I love talking about it. I think it's always interesting and fun hearing other people's opinions. So. Yes. It will be an interesting time for me. <laughs> but today's episode, we want to kick off the new year with resolutions. We touched on this a little bit in the last episode, what we were leaving behind in 2019. But we really want to set some goals in mind for this new year. And we want to talk about some stuff that we find really interesting that would help you guys also maintain these goals, how to kind of project your dreams and the life that you want into the new year and just start off the year on something really inspirational and positive that's not surrounding like relationships or anything like that. Yeah. So manifesting your dreams and everything. So I think we should start off with some of our resolutions that we have this year. Hannah, what do you uh what do you want to manifest in a what are your goals this year? So I tried to be a little bit broader this year because, like I said in the previous episode, I get a little too uh, specific with my <laughs> goals. So um, I definitely want to record an EP. I've been talking about it for years. Um, yes. That's something that I'm like, like, what, January 3rd? I was already recording two yeah, songs. I'm so proud of you, so though. So I'm like really, really trying to like make it happen. Yeah. Um, and then also want to play some live shows, whether yes. that's like background noise just like open mics just like kind of get myself out there um yeah i've been pushing her to do this for like years now and i'm yes, so excited yes for her to start i need it. i need to just like get some some things lined up um I mean, and if you're in north carolina gal scouts come out support yeah, we can We'd love yeah, to have you guys we, at it. So i'll cool. be there we can meet them yeah meet people but yeah so i'm gonna try and play around town maybe go to some other cities later in 2020 nine times soon i do want to focus on like a healthy lifestyle that mm. kind of incorporates like exercise getting enough sleep like is there certain like diet water or... intakes no i think i think for me like diets don't work mm-hmm. um i will do them for like three days and then i'll like binge eat like fast food yeah. or like so you know just yeah. like it's for me it's not something that i can attain like it's not attainable so it's just like watching what you eat not like yeah specific, just more like, like intuitive eating i guess like I, there's like several things like pizza, French fries, they give me heartburn, Mm -hmm. salsa, like Mm -hmm. I love salsa, but like too much of it. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to be a little bit more cognizant of like how my body feels after I eat something Mm -hmm. so that I can, I don't know, like change that up. If it, if it is something that upsets my stomach, like don't, don't eat it. Also, I've, I've been better about like stopping when I'm full. Mm-hmm. And that's something I used to struggle with. Like I would feel bad if I left stuff on my plate or like See, didn't I'm, finish my meal. Yep. So I'm trying to be like, it's okay. Like yeah. it's okay. Our portions here are huge. So like it's In okay. In America especially, yeah. That's it's one okay thing to just leave some. That's one thing I've always tried to work on. Like I don't – and that's one thing. I, I, I always feel bad especially when I go to other people and they cook for me. But I, I never finish my plate. Like, and I, I don't know the reason why I'm a slow eater too, because mm-hmm. I wait for like my, you know, brain to register that I am full. But I take my time eating, and then I also, like, I restrict myself, like, in some moderations. Like, I don't eat beef or pork, and so I, I, I all of last year I didn't eat any pork, and there'd be times where I would cheat and I would eat some beef. But uh, I really like, it could be like a steak if anything. Like it yeah. wouldn't be like a hamburger or anything like that. I haven't had a hamburger since I was f- like five, to be completely honest. Also, I've never had a hot dog. Fun fact about me: <laughs> I can't believe you. Like you should try a beef hot dog. Mm, I think you would that's like still it. Still beef though, and we we ain't doing that in 2020. There's chicken dogs. Eh, eh. I'm good. I don't think that sounds very. good, It doesn't though, sound good to at be all. Honest. I would love to get down to the fact if I could just eat just fish and have a complete pescatarian diet. That'd be cool. But I love Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's not ever going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't or cut maybe out Chick-fil-A. Or maybe you could do, like, where you only get Chick-fil-A. Like, okay, never mind. Okay, that's not like, even going to be a thing. Think about me. Think <laughs> about me. Chicken tenders are my identifier. I know. Like, anywhere you're like, there's chicken. Okay, there's chicken tenders. I'm good. You're better, though. You eat a lot of fancy foods. Like, you had muscles the other night. Yeah, I did have muscles on so. New Year's Eve. Yeah. I remember in 2017 when I tried to cut out dairy and I was started eating vegan cheese. She made me go. 
y'all. She made me go to this pizza, make your own pizza. What is it called? Pyology. Oh my gosh. She got this vegan cheese on her pizza. She's like, it's good. It tastes like cheese. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you are lying to yourself. I was lying to myself. It tastes like cheese. It was cheese. like Daya or Daya, however you say it. Yeah. Oh my God. It was like plastic. It wants. You were like, try this. And it's I was like, like, okay. It's like someone took like a piece of plastic. They ate a piece of cheddar and then just breathed on the piece of plastic. That's what it tasted like. Like how yeah. like, I, it's like what I say about Lacroix. Like how it is basically sparkling. Like someone eats a pomegranate. They take a cup of sparkling water and then just breathe on it. Yeah, that's basically what Lacroix is. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So like I don't know if you're into that though. Like if you are vegan, like that's cool. My but mom is just... completely gluten free, and I don't understand. I don't like gluten free. There's like certain things I don't mind that are gluten free. Yeah, like. My cookies that I eat from Trader Joe's are gluten free, but like I've had gluten free bread, and I can tell that there's no glucose in yeah. it. Like it's just. I mean, not if, good. It, if you have to do because you have like celiac, that's like one yeah, thing. Absolutely. But like, I don't think I would ever just choose to be like, okay, not gonna eat gluten. Like, doesn't bother me. No. So, so yeah, I just like overall want to be like healthier. There's nothing really specific. I definitely want to drink more water. That's something I don't oh, do yeah. enough of. I drink a lot of coffee and sweet tea. Um, so a lot more water. Another thing I want to try and do, this is not really like a goal, but like I want to live in the moment more. I feel like interesting. I feel like a lot of times I'll spend time on my phone or like thinking about things I want to do in like two weeks or Mm -hmm. like making plans for the future. Just like I I need to be present. And since I've started dating, um, Blaine, like I, is that the first time you said his name? I think so. (laughs) Sorry, Blaine. You're now officially on the podcast. Um, but ever since I started dating him, like I have been more present. Like, mm-hmm. um, so that's just something I want to continue to do in all aspects of my life. And then another thing that I want to do in 2020 is travel, which I've started doing a lot. But yeah. I want to, I, like, I I would rather spend money on an experience than an item. And so, like, we took three trips together last we year. We did. I realized that the other day when I was going through like my 2019 memories on my, oh my Instagram gosh. story. I was like, what? I traveled a lot, mm-hmm. and then. We went on three trips together. We went to Wilmington. Yep. We went to Charleston. Mm-hmm. And then you went with me and my mom to New York. Mm-hmm. So those, I mean, those were all fun. Wilmington and Charleston, we went by ourselves. Yes. yes. But those were all fun. Definitely. They were all really fun. So um, I definitely want to travel more. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking for my resolutions. What about you? So like my resolution, it's like the biggest one I have is to move to Los Angeles, which don't worry. Because I know you're all so worried that the podcast is going to end, but it won't. We're still we're going to figure out a way to keep it yeah. going. But I am graduating from grad school in May, and I can no longer stay here. Like I cannot stay in North Carolina for any longer. There's no reason for me to. I cannot get a job in what I want to do here in North Carolina. And I, because for those of you that do not know, I want to write comedy television and I, my dream is to have my own comedy television show. And I have nothing against film. I love film as well. But I mean, everything I need to do, especially for a writer's room and writing for TV, I have to be in LA. And I've always wanted to move to LA. I've never been to LA in my life, but I will be going in May with my class and yeah, I, I'm terrified, but I'm also excited because I have never, I mean, that's the farthest away I've ever lived in my yeah. entire life. And it's a place that I don't know very well. And I'm trying to just, the more I say it out loud, the more I tell people I'm going to do it, then I have to follow through with it. Yeah. And I mean, it's what I did when I applied to graduate school. Like I told people I went to, I was in grad school before, like I even knew if I got in, like I was just like, look at you. (laughs) I really hope I get in. It's going to be really bad if I don't. Yeah. But I just need to bite the bullet, go ahead and do it. I feel like I've outgrown where I live now. So it's just onto another adventure. I would love to move to New York. God. I would love to move to New York. If I could, I would have, I would move to New York over LA any day. Because I just love New York, and I know New York, and I know people up there. And I feel like with my personality, it just fits well with New York. Here's what you do. You establish your name in L.A., and then you get a second house in New York, and then I'll come visit both places. Both places. It's fine. fine. (laughs) No, I I am excited, though. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to save up the money. I have 
I almost enough money saved up and I just, I just want to get a couple more thousand like just for cushions and then just I need to find somebody to live with so I'm now accepting roommate applications <laughs> Hit us up in the Facebook community if uh, you live in LA. Yeah, let us know. Email us hello at thegalsguidepod.com. I'm also going to be reviewing these applications. So, because when I come visit, like, we're going to have to be friends. You have to be chill with the podcast. Like, that's the thing. Like, you have to be chill with it. But I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be a really good thing. Yeah. And who knows what will happen when you, in the, the, what is it? The, Land of Dreams is that of angels. I don't know what they. Call I don't it. know what they call it either. Anyways, <laughs> maybe you'll meet Joe. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, you know, he seems like I love Penn Badgley. He seems like he has good intentions. I mean, like he can kill people and still text a girl back. So I mean, he means well, but uh, you know, I'm good with not being stalked every day. Uh. I mean, I we we all love fans. We we love a fan, but stalking, mm, not not my kink. Not into it. Not your cup of tea. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I also really want to establish a writing routine. It's something okay. that I've been trying to work on so hard because all the best writers, all the professional writers, they have a writing routine. They write every single day, and I want to get to that point where I can write every day. And really work with my procrastination because it's a bitch with anxiety and ADHD. Like procrastination is my default. And it's something where I've never, like it's never hurt me. Like it causes so much, it causes a lot of pain and emotional stress on myself. But when it comes to the work, like no one's ever said, oh, this is bad. Yeah. And if you had worked harder and planned out longer, it would have been better. That's never happened. So it's like, well, I got away with the last time. Guess I can do it again. It's and, almost like I feel like you're the type of person who works better under pressure. Yeah. When I had that deadline approaching. Mm-hmm. So I just have been trying to set myself smaller deadlines. I mean, if I was getting paid <laughs> to do it, I think I would probably work a lot harder. Yeah. But I really just need to get in that routine of writing every day, figuring out what time of day works best for me. I usually write at night. Actually, when I'm the best, but I also hate writing at night because I want to sleep. And I just think the world doesn't work. It, the world does not favor people who have uh, night schedules. And I think your boyfriend definitely can attest to oh, that. Oh, he 100% The can. world only caters early birds. The world only caters people who are morning people. It does not cater to people who are night owls, I don't think. Unless you live in New York. Well, even there, I feel like place. I mean, places Still, close. But yeah. like business of operations, like they... And like the day work schedules and of people's lives, like it doesn't it doesn't work. That's one reason why I have loved film because I mean, like you have to do night shoots sometimes where mm-hmm. you're up like till four o'clock in the morning shooting. Yeah. It's like perfect. Like I'll be awake, and I've tried to get into a better sleeping schedule. So that's something I've also been working on. Yeah, and just you, like maybe an overall like routine for yeah. your life. And I feel like if I do that, I won't be as stressed. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully by writing every day, even that's the thing I. I, the reason I've never liked writing every day is because I know I'm the kind of person that's like, I don't want to write until I'm ready, until I know it's good. Because what's the point of me wasting time when I know it's not going to be good and I just get the bad ideas out? That's why I always tell people. It's like, well, just write until you get the bad ideas out. And I can't ever take that own advice for myself. And mm-hmm. so it's just sticking to it and doing it yeah i haven't started yet i will tomorrow yes yes (laughs) i uh on a new week i feel like that will really inspire me and i think i mean watching other things also inspire me so not just looking for inspiration to start writing but like taking the inspiration that i have been surrounded with yeah to get into it better i saw little women over the week and that oh my god if you haven't seen little women i highly suggest it greta gerwig's adaptation of it is beautiful and amazing and especially if you are a fan of little women and you've read the books and you don't like the character amy i highly suggest watching it because i think that she does her justice and florence Poe is like one of my favorite actresses right now and i think she does a really great job anyways that's enough for emily's daily film talk <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of the podcast it is. like we have to have a little bit of it <laughs> i will do a whole film segment trust me the golden globes when we're recording it's the golden globes will be tomorrow on the 5th i will if you guys want, I will give you a breakdown of who I think should win the Oscar and everything because Greta Gerwig and Lulu Lang were robbed. Anyways, <laughs> there are no female directors nominated. I'm sorry. I'm getting on a tangent. That's another thing I need to work on is knocking down tangents. We both need to work on that for the podcast. <laughs> 2020 goal for the podcast. <laughs> and then the last one is uh, establishing boundaries for my life. So not only I feel like with friends, family, 
but also with dating especially i feel like i can establish boundaries with friends and family very easily yeah uh because i'm not i'm not afraid you're gonna leave me (laughs) what are you talking about i was like headed out the door (laughs) when i got here (laughs) but like i i established with my mom i was like because i still with my parents right now it was just like hey could you ask if you could use my stuff before you use it just simple things like that like that was just all i asked other than that there hasn't been really any other thing that's bothered me yeah <laughs> um and that's only because i'm an only child and i never learned how to share my things <laughs> that's so funny so really it's her fault anyways but i, I just it's sticking to boundaries in my dating life and really establishing them and establishing what i want and not focusing on what dating i mean obviously i will for the sake of the podcast because clearly that's entertainment for you guys but <laughs> just you know remind to put myself first and mm-hmm. rem- not feeling guilty for self-care yes i always feel guilty you do you're really bad about it i i it's like i don't just des- like i there's so many times when i've said i don't deserve a vacation because i didn't work hard enough to deserve one and that's such a toxic mentality to, and i think the whole praise for being a workaholic nowadays mm-hmm. has really set that into my head i think and just like, I love when I'm in a grind and when I'm in, like, doing my work, I love it. When I'm on set, I love it. When I'm in the production process and post production, mm-hmm. like, I love it. And I like being busy. When I'm not busy, but if you I keep hate it. Going, you're going to burn out. Oh, exactly. I burn out very easily on and a lot then, of things. And then you just have no motivation to, like, pick back up. I wrote a film last year. Yeah. And, uh, not, la- not 2019, but 2018. I wrote a film. Have I touched that film? No. I have not done a single edit to it. I've had other people read it and give me feedback and coverage on it. I have not edited one piece because I grinded myself so hard on that film that I know I burned out on it. Like It's like you need to put it away for a little while and then... It's been away for a year and I still like have not gone back and touched it because... I just don't. I'm. A, I'm. A, I don't know where to start with it, and that's the daunting yeah. part of it too. I think the blank page, or just like starting something. When I start, when it started, and I had the ball rolling, like it's not hard for me to like be motivated. So working on self motivation, I think a lot of people who do freelance and who are self employed, motivation is such a thing that a lot of people struggle with, mm-hmm. and getting better with that is something that I want to really improve on. So a lot of the stuff that I want to work on is correlated to my work, not so yeah. much anything else in my life like last year my like i said my uh a lot of my resolutions were about me and my personal life so working out going to therapy stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. i've gotten good at that i've established a routine with that now i need to focus on my work because graduation it's very soon it's yeah. right around the freaking corner yeah and i really need to get better at that i feel like that's why like even though like the travel part that i have in there is like for my own guilty pleasure part of it is also like getting myself out there and like playing shows like other places yeah first i gotta start here but like hopefully that whole mindset of like getting out of my comfort zone and like going to these new places will encourage me to like do something i'm afraid of doing that's one reason why i really want to get to la as well too because i know that i know that when i'm there i have no choice Mm -hmm. but to do something because i like i i need to make money Mm-hmm. Like I need to do something to make money and to make a living and to establish myself in a career. Like I have no choice. And so I think it's to the point where right now I'm very comfortable mm-hmm. where I'm at. Yep. And when I'm uncomfortable, that's when I do my best because I have to, like, there's no other choice. I cannot fail. I don't mind failing because I learn from those failures, but it's to the, I, I just work myself harder and I'm more dedicated and I'm more motivated because I have to be. Like, there's no other option. There is no plan B. There's only plan A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Absolutely. hard on myself. I think a lot of artists are definitely all hard on themselves. I know you are. I am. Oh, yeah. I think there's so many times where I've read my script and I'm like, God, I am the worst writer Ever. Yeah, or I'll listen to a voice memo of a song I thought was fabulous yesterday, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. What was I thinking? Yeah, and then <laughs> and then I'm listening to it again, and I'm like, wait, that's actually not bad. Like, yeah, why like am I? Why am I a new song? And I was like, oh my god, like lyrically, I think this is one of the best songs you've ever wrote. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I really love it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people could connect with it. And then like I had a pilot that I wrote, read a bunch of actors. We did a table read of it, and like. They, they did a cold read of it. They did not read the script ahead of time at all. And we just sat around the table and read it. And they were like, 
I would see like the upcoming joke like coming up and I'd be like, oh god, like how's this gonna go? And a lot of them would be like would start bracing themselves because they were like, oh my god, and would immediately burst out laughing. So it was really fun to have that energy going and hearing it read aloud. I was like, okay, like this is confirming for me that I'm on the right path. Yeah. I'm writing stuff that is relevant. I am writing stuff that people care about and think it's funny. And then I had like so many actors come up afterwards and be like like, I love your stuff. Like, do you have any projects that you're working on right now in production that are going to be in production? Like, I would love to work with you. I'd love to collaborate with you. And that meant so much to me. Yeah. And especially it was all females on top of that because I don't have a lot of females, like, in my class. Like, it's predominantly male. I'm mm-hmm. the only girl. And so to hear from other female actors that they loved my work and that they enjoy having me around as a writer and as a producer and director, like, was really, like, confirming for me that I'm on yeah. the right path. And so I think that definitely it feels like L.A., is the next step in that path like there is no other like it's that it's like shining like literally Ah. like like (laughs) click here like this is the next step click here next phase yeah like so i'm i I think you will love it there like like so many people that like some of my family lives in california they live in san diego but they love going to la and there's so many opportunities like when my cousins like models for nike like there's just so many opportunities for you and i think i really do think it's gonna be good and i can come visit (laughs) (laughs) i've been told like one of my professors who is from la he lives out there he told me he's like you're made for la he's like and i don't mean it as like an insult like i I mean in a complimentary way like you're made for la i definitely think you could survive it and it's just you know i've had other producers and writers and who are in the industry like there's a new show coming to nbc i think i don't remember who it's starring but it's called like lincoln the body hunter or something like that i don't remember who's in it off the top of my head but i met the showrunner uh for it and one of the writers for it in austin and they asked me like why i wanted to do what i do and i said because there is no other option for me. Like I've wanted to do since I was like a kid mm-hmm. and I've never seen myself doing anything else. Like I refuse to do anything else. And he said, having that mentality will get you far in Los Angeles because so many people will come out there to do what you want to do. And they'll think it's too hard and they'll be like, well, I could just go back home. I have daddy's money. I'll just go back home and run his business or do whatever. And they give up because they don't have a hunger for it. They don't have a drive for it. He's like, you keep that alive because that is what, like, it's 10% talent, 90% drive and motivation. That's what it's going to keep you alive because you'll figure out a way to do it You if you have no other options. Yeah. So that's what I've just been trying to keep in mind and instill in my life and really manifest which leads into our topic for today like very late into the episode but we really wanted to talk about like the law of attraction and this is uh, something that hannah has definitely like researched a lot about yeah and i thought it would be really interesting especially talk going into the new year if you hear any shaking it's my dog in the background by the way who was viral on tiktok, on TikTok if you haven't seen so it so we are literally sitting with a celebrity it's fine it's fine my dog is more famous than i am it's cool <laughs> i've been grinding for years and my dog gets one tiktok video and all of a sudden it, she's Boom. internet famous i it's fine it's karma it's karma <laughs> i love it it's so great but oh we, my wanna, gosh. we really want to talk about the law of attraction it's something that if you've ever heard the secret it's a thing that they've kind of cultivated but really dissecting like what it means mm-hmm. and breaking it down in like layman's terms for you gals today but if you ever wonder like for some people everything seems to just work out perfectly like the fate is always in their stars despite challenges or detours all the way these people come out even of the toughest situations unfazed in their journey how do they do it and what if you learned there was a secret to cultivate in the life you wanted Yeah, so the law of attraction is a universal law that states that like attracts like, meaning like energy attracts things of like energy to itself. So you you attract into your life what you focus on. So where you focus your energy or your attention, those things are going to come back to you. Um, Your energy frequencies need to be in tune with what you actually want to attract in your life. Basically, you have the power to get what you want simply by just believing in it, um, which I think is really cool and unique concept yeah and before we even start talking about this i realized like i said earlier mm-hmm. this is what i had been doing like before i got into grad school i started telling people that i went to school of the arts and that i was in grad school i was yep. in film school yeah and i was like 
really hoping you actually get in. I'm just chilling right now, but like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm in grad school at school. Yeah. It's fine. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I really hope I fucking get in because I keep telling people that I'm there. I'd be like, so how's film school? Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> but I would have friends who'd be like, you're going to go to school with me next year. Like, you're going to school with me next year who went there already. They're like, yeah. you're going there next year. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And they're like, no, you're going there. Mm-hmm. And not trying to let the doubt get in my head about it. I mean, it was to the point where I remember I told my ex, the homeboy who went to medical school yeah. got waitlisted and he was a legacy. <laughs> I just think it's funny. It is um, funny. Because it's karma. Yeah. Anyways, I told him, I was like, yeah, like when I applied to grad school, I really wasn't worried. Like I applied at the last minute. Like my application was submitted the day it was due. Like it was due March 1st. It went in March 1st. Yeah. And he was like, God, like that's so ballsy. I'm like... And then I like left my I was like, yeah, and then I got an interview and I left the interview. I was like, I got it. Like I'm I'm getting in. Like yeah. I knew it. Like I I left the interview. I was like, no, like I I got this. And I had never there's only a couple interviews I've left. Like the interview I had for my internship in undergrad, mm-hmm. things like that. I was like, there's only been a couple of times where I've been like, no, like I got this. Like I'm not worried about it. Like I know I have this in the bag. And he's like, what is it like to have that confidence? I'm like, I don't get what it's like to not have that confidence. Because yeah, because if you don't believe in yourself, who is exactly. going to? And this is coming from somebody who has crippling anxiety. Yeah. And it took a I mean, it took a long time for me to get to that point. But once you're there, like it's so motivating because I got to the point where I'm like, if it happens, it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's the right path. Before I was in grad school, like after I graduated from undergrad, I applied for countless jobs, jobs I didn't want, jobs that were not going to get me to the film industry. It was like simple copywriting jobs just because I had a writing degree and I got rejected from every single one of them. Yeah. And I went into, granted, I went in with the mentality, if I get it, awesome, cool, money. If I don't get it, all right, well, then I learned my lesson. And that's how I went into the I handled rejection very well, I think, from a young age, from doing acting. Yeah, because that's true. There's only been like one time I think I cried because I didn't get a part. And that's because the girl who got it did not deserve it because she was a fucking bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the only other time. And, you know, I think as when you're in the industry like that, like you have to get really good at rejection. You cannot... We can't let it affect you. Like, no. I mean, I don't, I, mean how, I don't know how many times I've been told by friggin' reality TV show people that, like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And so, like, you just can't let it affect you. No. And you learn to get a hard shell. That's why, like, I can handle job rejection very well. Yeah. But you like, reject okay. me and my dating life? Heck no. No. You cross the line. Because <laughs> that's a personal hit yeah. at me. You're just yeah. judging my work yeah. when it is. Or if, or I may just might not be the right fit for your company or yeah. your your staff or but something. I'm not the right fit for your life. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I am a delight. <laughs> but yeah. I you know, just build up the confidence where I'm like, if it's meant to be, then it's then it will happen. Mm-hmm. I will be God will put me on the right path. The universe, whatever you believe in, will put me on yeah. the right path for the next phase of my life. And so I knew that when I didn't get any of those jobs that meant that that wasn't the right that wasn't the right path. That wasn't the right door I was supposed to walk through. And then when I woke up one day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply to grad school. I'm just going to... At first, I wasn't going to tell a single soul. I was like, let's just, let's just let's see. Let's just do it. Let's, let's have just fun. Let's see if I get in um, yeah. at first. And I obviously am terrible at keeping secrets like that uh, about my life. So I told like you, I told my parents. I didn't tell a lot of people though. Yeah. Because just in case. But I was like, let, let's just try it. And then I got the wide envelope, the huge wide envelope. And you were like, oh, heck yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I, I knew I, I got it. And I was like, this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And so before I, you know, didn't know how I was going to get into the industry. I didn't know how I was just going to move to New York. I was just going to move to LA and figure it out. And that doesn't work. <laughs> I, I There's so many so- people that have done that and they... And they no. just don't, they don't make it. Like people, I know people who, who have been in New York for several years now and they're still doing what they could have easily done here in North Carolina. Exactly. Like I, the way I did not know anything about the industry that I know now, I have learned so much by going to grad school. And obviously like you can learn probably the stuff if you like took the time and like asked people who are in the industry or like went on nofilmschool.com, stuff like that. Like there's, for some people that you don't need to go to grad school for film. Like a lot of people have dropped out of it. And, but for me, it was super beneficial. And one reason why I was going to it was for the networking purposes, because I knew I could meet people in the industry because all my professors are people who still work in the industry and right. who have recognition. Yeah. Like my mentor, he got a freaking Oscar. Like 
he knows his shit. He just directed an episode of Law and Order. Like, he has connections. Yeah, yeah. Those are connections I could not have made on my own, I don't think, right out the gate, right out of undergrad. And I now feel I, I'm confident enough that I could go to LA and I could figure it out. I could get a job and I could get be successful in what I want to do. If I had done and it. And you have people that you can call when you have a question. Absolutely. Now that you may not have had if you had bypassed grad school. Absolutely. And I think it just... It was, I was, it felt like it was in the right place at the right time. And I felt like I went the right year. If I had, and I've looked at the people who were in the class below me and who were in the class before me, if I had been in that class, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because I just, I don't, I I don't like some of the people, like not that they're bad people. I just don't connect with them in a certain way. And I think with grad school, like age ranges are so vast. And in those two classes, the age ranges are so large. Like there's people who are fresh out of college. Some people who are definitely older adults who have Mm -hmm. families. The class that I'm in, we're all like in our late twenties, early to mid thirties. Like it is, we are a complete family and I've never had that before with a class. And so I literally just getting in, I, I've never felt more like I was in the right place at the right time and I was on a clear path. Mm-hmm. Like it's like when Goldie not Goldilocks. It's like, like when Dorothy going with this. It's like when Dorothy sees the yellow brick road. <laughs> when Goldilocks sees the yellow brick road, <laughs> twist. <laughs> it's like when Dorothy sees a yellow brick road. Yeah. That was what it was like when I got into film school. And yeah. I, I don't regret it at all. Am I in so much debt now? Absolutely, but honestly, like but I'm in so much debt too. Like it's we inevitable. All are, yeah. yeah, it's inevitable, and I mean, it it, I, it was worth it in yeah, my absolutely. opinion. Completely yeah. worth it. And you'll I, pay it off when you get your Oscar or Grammy. <laughs> I don't think I'll be in a Grammy. I think I might get an Oscar and an Emmy. I don't. That's all, another thing too. Like I, I together dated people before. Like speaking of dreams, because this is what this whole episode is about: is dreams and goals. Like mm-hmm. I dated a guy once who was a drummer. You know, what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. And uh. He asked what my biggest goal in life was, and I always say it's to, one, have my own television comedy show and to star in it. Basically, just be... Be it. Be, you, you are it. <laughs> just be Phoebe Waller-Bridge and have my own flea bag. <laughs> That's what I want. That is what I want. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, please mentor me. Or Tina Fey. Either one. Look, you're putting it into the universe. <laughs> there it <But> is. <laughs> I... That was one... That's one. And then it was to win an Oscar uh doesn't matter what category i'll take any <laughs> just any anything just an it's oscar fine. i would love a i would love an emmy but i would also just really love an oscar and it's what i said i have an oscar and I have my name on the hollywood walk of fame those are yeah. my top three goals in my life oscar on television show hollywood walk of fame and he said he's like that's a little ambitious don't you think and i'm like i would have walked out right excuse me then he's like he's like he's like i mean like that's like me asking for like for a grammy i'm like you're a musician. Yeah, that is my goal. You're a musician. Why would you not want like a Grammy? You wouldn't be humble and be like, oh, I'll take a, I'll take a, uh, a Gotham award. Like, I mean, yeah, I'll take a Gotham award, but I'll like take any award, but like <laughs> a Grammy, like that would be amazing. You were set for life. If you have a Grammy. Absolutely. Like, that means you, you, that means you fucking did it. Like you made it. You are it. Why would you not? Like if your dreams, this is my thing. If your dreams don't scare you. Then you're not dreaming big enough, and that's oh what yeah, I, I would love to go on tour, like, uh, like a huge tour. Yeah, and that terrifies me absolutely. And so, like, but but that's something that because I've, you're a normal human being. Yeah, but that's <laughs> something that I've always wanted to do. Like, why would I not? Your dreams are supposed to be these big things that you want to accomplish in your life. I don't think that if you feel like your dreams are big. Like, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Yeah, that should it should push you, and you should be surrounded by people who would. That's what I was gonna say. Like. Don't put down someone else's dreams. Exactly. Like, like that's just a little ambitious. I would have got up and left. I would have said, you know what? You're a little fucking that was like the, ridiculous. That was like the second time like we hung out too. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. Deal breaker. <laughs> Red flag. Honestly. But I mean, I think surrounding yourself with people uh, who support you in those dreams is really important. And I think that's one reason why I feel like our friendship definitely works out because we definitely yeah. support each other. And both of our endeavors, and we we're both artistic people on top of that. So I think it really helps because mm-hmm. our like paths kind of align in that way. And that's one reason why I love grad school because everybody, I go to a conservatory school for those of you that do not know. So everybody at that school is in the arts. We don't do anything else besides the arts. It's dance, dr- drama, film, music, and design. Like that's all we do. And so you're surrounded by all these other people who are achieving the same dreams that you are. They're all artists trying to make 
their art come to life and be this big, gigantic thing. And so there's no reason. F- like, some people get competitive and everything, rightfully so. Some of the stuff is competitive. Yeah. But there's no re- when it comes to, like, our goals outside of this school, like, there's no reason for us to not support each other and to not motivate each other because, like, I can call up people who I know in the drama department who I need as actors and they will you know, think of me if they know somebody who needs a writer and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there's no point in putting other artists down, I think, when you never know if you're going to need them in the long run. And it's that whole thing. Like, it shouldn't be this whole competition. I think that roots back to even females. Like, there's so many times where females are put against each other. And oh, yeah. outside jobs and their life and everything. And it's like, no, like, girls, like, stick together and motivate each other in that way. And I think surrounding yourself and, like, using your girl squad or your gal scouts <laughs> your troop <laughs> little girl <laughs> to uh <laughs> lift you up and support you in your dreams and you yeah. know if you speak into the universe they'll speak it out there for you as well and mm-hmm. i think it's all of you guys coming together and creating this little cheer squad yeah because if you don't like there's so many people that i know that have the same dreams as me who just like continually put other people down and like it's like this big who can do it first and it's not a competition it's not a competition like i was talking to william the musician that we talked about last episode about this the other day and he was like north carolina is so weird like it's all competition for music and it shouldn't be that way he's like i go to other states and like we're all friends. We're, we all know we're trying to reach the same goal. We call each other up. We're like, hey, are you playing this show? Like mm-hmm. this gig? Like there's there's such a way to make it a community. And I just feel like some people are all for that. And then some people are, no, I want to do it before you. I want to do this before you. I'm going to put this out before you. And I'm like, it's not a competition. Also, just because you do it before me doesn't mean it's going to be better. Exactly. Like <laughs> you probably rushed it then. Calm down. <laughs> like you probably rushed it. Yeah. Just to beat me. Yeah. And now you can't keep up with what I've already had planned out yeah. for a while. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's first. It just matters the quality. There are some people that when you tell them your dreams, they do try to steal the spark out of yours to kind of light theirs mm-hmm. further. But one thing I always try to keep in mind is time like everybody is on their own timeline just because somebody is already like five steps ahead of your timeline doesn't mean anything and just because you feel like you're behind while you see everybody else's life progressing Mm -hmm. it's not your time yet you have to give the universe time to get to you because it will evidently it will and just because you're not successful right now doesn't mean that you're never going to be successful it's just not your moment yet yeah one thing i'm gonna be a complete nerd please do we love it we love good nerd uh and the musical hamilton (laughs) oh my god we're going to hamilton okay let's go for it (laughs) it's fine she only likes listen to this oh my gosh i don't even know i wish she could have been there for that era (laughs) he's like vehemently mad right now (laughs) i'm not mad i actually enjoy some of the songs but i've only listened to like i'm helpless (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, go for it. In the musical... <laughs> I can't. In the musical Hamilton, there is a poignant song. It's my favorite song called Wait For It. Leslie Odom Jr. sings it. I highly recommend if you are struggling like with... You see other people like in your life succeeding before you are... And this whole time thing is really bothering you. Like You're just like, why is it not my time yet? Like these people are out in new york living their lives why is that not me yet like why am i not out there yet like i was supposed to be this person i was supposed to be successful by the time i was 25 and all this thing it's like calm down listen to the song wait for it by Elizabeth jr um in the musical hamilton it talks about how like uh you know i'm willing to wait for it you know i am the one thing in my life that i can control he sings about like as aaron burr hamilton is out there you know doing this shit and you know achieving these things why is that not my why is it not me why is it not my time and then learning to wait for it learning to wait for your opportunity because it will come soon it's just not your time to shine yet the universe has to let other people shine first and then it will be your turn and not learning to compare yourself because comparison is so bad i know it's so easy to compare yourself and just remembering that you're in your own bubble and one thing that i always did like if i felt like i was comparing myself to other people and like their journeys i just unfollowed them on social media you don't have to see it mm-hmm. and it helps your mentality so much and just not comparing yourself like there were i could have compared myself so badly this summer because there were some people that i knew 
who've got awesome internships. Yeah. And we're working on films. But I was like, you know what? That's for them. Like, that's good for them. And I lifted them up. Like, I'm not going to shame them for doing that Absolutely. kind of stuff. Because, like, that motivates their goals. But, like, looking back, it's like, wait. Like, that would not have helped me in my career at all. Like, my friend Abby interned at Sundance over the summer. Great for her. She wants to be a producer. Absolutely. Like, she wants to work on indie yeah. films. Good for her. She needs those connections. I... I want to write TV. How would have working on? How would yeah. how would have worked on indie films as a PA? Maybe it would have just given you like some new people to know. Yeah, you know that would have probably not helped me at all because yeah. they are in the indie film circuit. Like mm-hmm. they're not on and comedy that's not television. What you want to do? Yeah, exactly. They're not working at Comedy Central. They're not working at SNL. Like they don't have the connections that you would need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I just always try to keep in mind. But as far as like we've talked about, you know. Speaking things into existence. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So I think something to remember is like what we speak has power. It's not necessarily magic, uh, but it's just another way to work the law of attraction. It's similar to like journaling. I know a lot of people will create like mood boards at the beginning of the year um, or anything that you might use to like focus something into being. I've never created a mood board. I haven't either, but I really want to. I want to. Seems like a lot of work, though. It does. Everyone's are so pretty, and I'm like, mine would be like chicken scratch. <laughs> I have the too much gene, where uh, I don't know when to stop. You don't know when to stop. You're like, but it's not perfect enough. I have to make it even better. And then I would make it better, and then it would ruin it. And I'm like, well, here we are. So yeah, our one of our friends, um, she made a she made a mood board and she put it on her Instagram, and it was just like it was very simple, but it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I was like. I want to be that. I want to do that. So, like, I might try and do one, but I know me. It'll be like, I'll make a it'll, be like a- it'll be like April, and I'll be like, have you made that mood board? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, didn't do it. <laughs> I think on Pinterest. It seems a lot yeah. more easy. Yeah. Easy. But I think, like, when you focus on something long enough and you give it, like, attention, I think it always manifests in some form or another. Absolutely. Like, something that I've really been trying to do, and I feel like you do this really well, is, like, speaking with optimism. Um, Even though I could be such a pessimist. Yeah, but I feel like when you're talking about, like, your dreams or, like, things that you want to achieve and do, like, you always have a sense of, like, enthusiasm. You're very hopeful um, and you're, like, very passionate. And so that's something that you do a lot that I've tried to, like, mimic because I feel like in the past, like, when you were talking about how you – have become more confident in speaking about things and like mm-hmm. you're like I'm in grad like I'm in grad school with this and I'm doing this like I have tried to be confident when I talk about things like not, when I've been talking about my EP not calling yourself an aspiring musician yeah that that was something you caught me out on <laughs> but like I don't feel like I give myself enough credit but this year like I'm trying like no like 2020 I'm releasing an EP it could be December 31st 2020 but it will be <laughs> in 2020 like so before I move yeah I mean I mean heck three days into the new year and I already like worked on two songs so like I just I'm trying to be a little bit more optimistic and give myself a little bit more credit and just trusting that universe or whoever um, is actually listening. Yeah. Listening to what I want. Yeah. Um, Karmic energy will favor yeah. you in that way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And think, just like I said, like, you know, trusting that if it's meant for you, it will come to you. And that, like I said, like, don't tell the negative Nellies, mm-hmm. like we talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, don't share your dreams and desires with these people. They will discourage you and they will cast unwanted judgment. And this is where the saying, like, misery loves company comes from. Like, they will put you down because they're down about their dreams. They're down about their lives. So they want people to be down there with them. Absolutely. That's the only reason. They're being completely selfish. They don't care about you. No. If people truly cared about you, your friends truly cared about you, they would uplift you. It sucks to, like, want to move across the country. Like... I know. I'm like, <laughs> go go to L.A. And then I'm like, what the hell? I'm not going to have any friends anymore. I'm going to be so bored. It's fine. But, like... I but mean, of course, I'm, I'm not going to be like, stay in North Kagalagi with me. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but yeah, like... Yeah. If I was dating somebody, this is one reason why, like, I don't really want to be in a serious relationship right now. If I was dating somebody and they had the audacity upon me graduating to say, I don't think I can move to L.A. And I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Let's do long distance. I don't think I could do that. Can you just stay here? No. 
No, yeah, you're not going to put your dreams you on You clearly pause. don't care enough about me. Yeah. And I'm not going to put that energy in my atmosphere and be surrounded by that because it's just not, it's not beneficial to you. It's not Mm-mm. beneficial to them for you to hate yourself for giving up your dreams for somebody else. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because you will regret that. Absolutely. Even if you don't in the moment, like a couple years down the road, you'd be like, why? But I think a way to start doing this is to recognize that you want to try something new and different. That's like the very first step in this entire thing uh, is, you know, speaking that out into the world and mm-hmm. then figuring out where you've gone wrong in the past, like what recognizing what doors have closed and what the right path is. Because, I mean, that's clearly like what I did, like when I applied to grad school, like seeing that, like I didn't get these jobs because that was clearly the wrong path. Like these were the right doors to close for this yeah. door to open. And then recognizing the negative places in your life and the mistakes you've made are important. And um, next steps towards using positive approach to manifest your destiny and speaking about yourself and a more positive light. I think not being so hypercritical on the choices that you've made. And then finally focus on the intentions and behaviors that are positive and geared for your success and only speaking that into fruition, I think. Yeah. Um, So definitely watching your wording venting is necessary uh, uh, please vent for the love of god we all vent <laughs> like we said this podcast is 80 percent venting 20 percent advice and <laughs> i think the advice percentage just continually goes down <laughs> every every, every, every episode it's fine. it's fine it's fine you guys still listen for some reason <laughs> we appreciate you though love it don't get that wrong no <laughs> But try to turn it into a statement of gratitude. Most of the time, you want to find yourself complaining about what you don't want instead of praising what you do want or have. I do this all the time. I'm so ungrateful sometimes, but I, and I fail to step back and realize, wait, I have this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I have people in my life who support me, who care about me. I have a roof over my head. I have you know people who want to see me succeed and who will do anything. I am so bad. This is the thing. I am terrible. Asking other people for money. I am so prideful. And this is where, like, if you have a prideful, this is never going to work out for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I had to get better at. But, like, I need money to move to L.A. And I think it's rude if I was to ask somebody else to give me money to help pursue my dreams. But when I've talked about it to other people, like other adults, they're like, what can I do to help you? Like, and I'm, I was like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like I really wanted to go to Sundance this year. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I can get enough money to go to Sundance because like the tickets that are sold out now, like the, yeah. the only tickets are available now, like they're for like $2,000 and then that's not including <laughs> a trip with a plane and housing. Like there's physically no way I can get it within like 30 days. No way. But you know, like going to LA, like people have been like, you know, how much money do you need? And I'm like, Oh, you know, like this, this and this. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, here's a hundred dollars. I'm like, Aww. Like people, I think people genuinely want to help other people. Yeah, they do. You and just not thinking about like I've always said like oh, I never want to set up a GoFundMe because like why would somebody want to support me moving to LA? Like why would someone want to give me money for my dreams? Like if I wanted enough, like I would go out and find the money myself. That no, takes time. It takes time, and that's so like draining. And like you don't have to do everything yourself. Like other people want to genuinely help you. Yeah. Like you don't know who it is, but I think especially family. And, like, close friends, like, they, if they love you, they would want to help you in any way they possibly can. Yeah. They may not be able to give you, like, a thousand dollars for your dreams, but, like, they may be able to, like, oh, I know so-and-so. I have a buddy that lives out there in Los California who, uh, his daughter, I think, needs a, you know, roommate. Let me, let me see if I can get you in touch with them. Yeah. Or, like, just stuff like that. Like, who can, I, I know a guy who can get you a discount, like, on tickets or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, someone that's going to want to help you out. I know a ton of bar owners in our town, and I've told them, like Hannah before, like I, I'll, any of them would give him our gig. Yeah. Any day. I'm and just a scaredy cat. Yeah. Not in 2020. <laughs> Not in 2020. Like, I have a friend who owns a bar who has literally said, like, just let, her, just let me know when. Yeah. Let me know when she wants to do a gig. I'm like, I'll, okay, I'll let you know. Thanks. It's been two years. <laughs> this is the year. This is the <laughs> year. year, fam. Like, we've seen so many open mics in town. I'm like, Hannah. You know the guy who runs this event. I know. Like, we went I'm to like, high school with him. <laughs> like, hit him up. He'll gladly let you go on this open yeah. mic. So I think really just trusting that other people have good intentions mm-hmm. and they genuinely care about you and want to help you out and not letting your pride get in the way because 
right yeah who knows i am the worst at that but going off of that there's actually been like scientific experiments that use like the placebo effect if you guys know what i'm talking about um for health reasons and have shown that if you believe in something it will make you feel better even if it's just like a sugar pill if people like take like a placebo pill like they genuinely think like they're getting better and so it's just having that positive attitude in their life uh, the mind has like a, a scary way of tricking itself to thinking that. I mean, people do this all the time. I've given somebody, I've given a girl shots of water before. I told her it was a vodka and she like, had no alcohol that night because I kept telling her it was vodka, but it was really water. Mm-hmm. And she ended up like acting drunk later that night. <laughs> like the mind has a way of tricking yeah, itself it into does. thinking that because of the, what your intentions are and where your goals are. Like her goal was to get wasted that night. So yeah. her mind was like, we get wasted on water, bitch. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. It was a delight. Honestly, I loved it. But every time you think of a negative thought, you need three positive things to negate it. Mm. If you focus all your positive energy on a positive outcome, it will happen. You can see this with prayer, I think. Mm-hmm. People focus on sending positive messages up and prayer for a positive outcome. It's just a simple fact of having hope yeah. and faith that karma is going to help you out in the end mm-hmm. and i've seen it happen i've seen it happen to people in bad ways and good ways and i truly believe in karma yeah like i've seen people who have done me wrong and i could easily like just take the low road and take care of it myself i'm like no take the high road karma will figure itself out and it has mm-hmm. now i'm just waiting for it to catch up with my exes <laughs> it will it will it will <laughs> I think just another thing is simply to just put it out there. I think when you put it out there and you say it, it makes you accountable. I think that's something that you were kind of talking about earlier. Like it almost gives it a sense of responsibility. Like you can't let yourself down because you've already put it out into Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that also when you like share, you know, your hopes and your dreams with the right people, not only is the universe listening and working to make it happen for you, but uh, like you kind like you kind of said, like, you'll be surprised at how many people will tell you that they want to help you Mm -hmm. um, and they want to see what happens. Now, just because you put it out there doesn't actually mean that you don't have to put any work forth. Like you have, you still have to do the work. Oh, absolutely. Um, You have to get up off your ass and you have to do something. Make your life extraordinary. Yes. Carpe that fucking DM. Absolutely. Go watch Dead Poet Society. It'll lift you up. (laughs) It's just all the film likes today, y'all. It is just oh all gosh, film all it. day. I, I love, love it. it. But manifesting destiny does not correlate to making your wishes come true, like rubbing a lamp and getting a genie in a bottle. It <laughs> would have the power to do it, but like you, what you invest energy into will always appear in some shape or form. So be aware and be focused on what you want that you so you don't miss something bigger happening. Mm-hmm. You could be like, oh no, like something better can come along. No. Like, that could be it. That could be it. And that could lead to the next best thing. Like, don't, just because it's not what you want, like, immediately doesn't mean, like, you can't, like, this is the next step into getting that. Right, right. Never, what is it? Never turn a, an eye to a blind horse? I don't know. There's a lot of sayings There's we don't know. There's a lot of sayings we don't know, but we want to know. <laughs> so if you know, let us know. <laughs> like this, like they say in the Cinderella story, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game because like inevitably that fear will become a reality as someone with anxiety that's hard to not do Mm -hmm. i get that but it's a battle you must never give up on it's taking control of your happiness and your life when you manifest it this way it's makes the idea of having the life the marriage the job whatever it is actually like could become a reality it makes it possible right yeah we just said a lot of things oh, absolutely about the law of attraction so we kind of uh, wanted to summarize it into some quick tips for using the law of attraction so first you need clarity on what you are actually trying to manifest before you manifest anything so make sure that you know what you want yeah um, it's as simple as that make sure that you ask for what you want not what you don't want don't fall into that trap of talking about things that you don't want to happen you Mm -hmm. have to make sure that you're asking for the things that you do want to happen because worrying is just praying for the worst thing to happen yes see we're leaving that in 2019 we're leaving the worrying we're leaving it yes another thing is to believe that you will get what you want putting it into action getting after it and then attracting what you want so creating positive emotions and thoughts throughout your day bringing that like positive energy in and then something 
that I kind of forget to do is to acknowledge what I am receiving. Um, mm. Staying kind of open and being present in the moment and acknowledging the things that you are receiving. I think that's something that I always forget to do. Yeah. Because I just kind of am like, like if it's something that I didn't necessarily want, but it might, like you said, it might lead me towards what I want. Like sometimes I have a hard time like acknowledging that that was supposed to happen, I guess. So just acknowledging that. And then I think the last thing is to just repeat all of those things because I think the law of attraction and manifestation is a process. So it's something that... It's something that needs to be practiced. It needs to be practiced. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, if you want to learn more about it, you obviously like there's so many articles we can link in the Facebook group and on our website as well. It's a huge thing. This is I know is just like the iceberg of the law of attraction. It's a mm-hmm. whole like series that the secret has really gone into and we really just wanted to touch on it and what the best things were to achieving your goals within the new year. Yeah. But I think our survival tip for this week is you know your dreams and desires for your life better than anyone else. If you want it, Say it. See what manifestations come out of it in 2020. There's a whole new decade ahead of us. Yes. Like, there's so much that can happen. And I think just putting forth that energy is the best thing you can do, especially starting off fresh in the new year. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social medias, which will be linked in the description. And also, please leave us a review on iTunes and yes. a five-star rating. In 2020, we're leaving reviews. That's yes. what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Get on the review train. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.